I am super lucky over time, you know, have really great people around me. Yeah. Uh, the team that has been a part of it or is a part of it now have contributed so much to the project along with the community of yeah. residents and businesses and just people coming to the space. Yeah. Um, so all, all of it, my only, I'm always like, it's only possible because of all the great people around me. Cause if yeah. not, it's just an idea, but sure. we have so many amazing and talented and passionate people here. It's in everything. Las Vegas. Yeah. It makes so. a difference. The Vegas forward podcast delves into the lives of the people in our community, uncovering not only what they do, but who they are. Business may keep our city strong, but it's the individuals that continue to create, innovate and push Vegas forward. All right. Welcome to the Vegas forward podcast. Today we have Jen Toller from Ferguson's downtown. Welcome to the show, Jen. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. So tell me a little bit about Ferguson's downtown. Give us a little, you know, background about the, uh, the organization. Yeah. So Ferguson's downtown, uh, was a conceptualized concept for quite some time. Uh, we were very fortunate to open three months before COVID hit. So that was oh, real wow. fun. <laughs> um, but we were doing a lot of stuff leading up to it uh, across the street, building momentum, connecting with the community. But Ferguson's is rooted in community. Uh, our goal is to be a service of the community, highlight and celebrate local talent, uh, really trying to continuously learn and grow and try to figure out ways to take the different steps and building blocks. So people that have an idea or a concept or here locally have the opportunity, uh, a stronger opportunity to be successful and sustain and, and aggro Ferguson's essentially. Sure. So it's all local businesses mm -hmm. that are part of it. Oh, mm -hmm. how cool. That's yeah. awesome. So, so let's uh, go all the way back in time. Yep. So, uh, you know, where you grew up, um, you know, uh, your brothers, sisters, tell us a little bit about your oh, upbringing. All the bit. things. Yeah. Uh, so let's get, deep. Let's get <laughs> deep. real deep. Uh, so I'm from Houston, Texas, okay. uh, born, born and raised. I left for a hot second, lived in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Okay. Um, I have two sisters. I am the middle child. Oh, there you go. <laughs> uh, which I love. They're super amazing. Um, they really bring a lot to like, t for me to the table. Like my sure. older sisters, like they're both super smart, but she's like this mecca smart individual. She's yeah. always into like really cool things, always pushing the boundaries. Like, no, like. I'm not going to do that or I'm not going to get married because yeah. why do I need to have their last name? Blah, blah, blah. She ended up getting married. She does have his last name, but it was like, oh, she it's for tried, tax though. purposes and da, 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 da. Yeah, and she right. actually loves being married and I love my brother-in-law. Yeah. But they're very like same cut from the cloth sure. or whatever that wording is. And then my younger sister is um, just like such inspirational from like being a mom and just like such a good person, super yeah. organized. And so just like growing up with like those two things sure. uh, or those two aspects of like these amazing humans. I yeah. feel like I'm like this nice blend yeah, of it. Yeah. Um, you know, and then all your typical middle child syndrome of like, wait, <laughs> I want to make sure everyone likes me and they're happy. <laughs> so exactly, that's but, awesome. yeah. So, and then my parents, they're amazing. Uh, very fortunate. They're still together. Uh, my mom is Catholic Hispanic, the youngest of 11. So had a lot of family growing up and yeah. spent a lot of time in El Campo, Texas with all my cousins and my aunts and uncles. Uh, and my mom, my dad is the middle of two and, okay. um, Jewish Caucasian shows like Catholic Jewish. That's like, like me. Like, oh, yeah. there you go. My so. dad is Greek Orthodox and my mom's Jewish. So it was like, kind of like, what are we? Right? What are we doing? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. it was cool. Cause they, they definitely introduced both sides of it. You yeah. know, did some beautiful traditions with both my grandparents and, um, but able to celebrate things and understand. Yeah. So that was really fun. So did you, did you, your family gravitate towards like like, were you religious? Did you gra gravitate towards one side or the other? Cause mine, for us, like we always kind of gravitated towards the Greek side cause mm -hmm. the, the personalities were so strong and like, it's it just, I was baptized, but we still, my mom still would do like the, you know, the menorah and yep. you know, Hanukkah and all that kind of stuff. Like 
The, the same kind of dynamic? Well, I'm or? sure my mom will listen to this, so I'll say yes. I'm super, super <laughs> Catholic now. Um, she, yeah. I mean, we grew up predominantly Catholic yeah. uh, and and then respecting and learning the uh, the Jewish side of yeah. some of the holidays. Um, yeah. But yeah, definitely more like more on the Catholic yeah. side. It's kind of funny how that works because yeah. like, you don't know what to do. You're like pulled in both directions. For sure. Right? Yeah. And then you just like learn different things. You're like, I don't know how I feel about that. So yeah. I'm more like non-denominational. Yeah, kind me of, too. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, our parents are just like, we're... We're, we're not going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I have a lot of respect and value of uh, religions in sure. general. And, yeah. you know, I just really believe in a lot of like be a good human, more spiritual, yeah. more inward looking and outward, you yeah. know, facing. Yeah. So. I feel the same way. You know, I feel like it, you have to have some sort of moral compass, right? Mm -hmm. it, and religion's great because it gives people that, right? But mm -hmm. at the same time, it's just nothing against it. Just it wasn't the path we went on. So. For sure. Um, yeah. So where did you, did you go to school or college or anywhere? I or? did. I went to Texas Tech. Oh, cool. um, I went fashion design, nice. which it's technically not that at all. It's an like engineering school. Yeah. Um, but there's a really cool store there that I worked at all through college that really definitely opened up my eyes just being from Texas and Lubbock, Texas, which is a very conservative town. Yeah. Really pushed the boundaries, had really cool brands, really made it, uh, it welcoming to uh, the community as a whole. And so really learned a lot through that process and mm -hmm. did some design work and everything, which led me to eventually getting into buying retail which has nothing really to do kind of with what I do now. What you do now right? so, <laughs> but I'll have stepping stones to yeah, like build me to be the human and, I am. And that's what I love when I interview people like to talk about their past. Cause it's always, it's the same pattern, right? You look mm -hmm. back and you're like, I did this and it led to this and then it led to that. And it's kind of random, right? You end up falling into, so I went to UNLV for hotel restaurant and I'm working here. <laughs> right. So, you know, like yeah. you, most times you don't necessarily do that, but you meet, someone on your journey that kind of redirects you in a different path, right? Exactly. And, um, which is kind of cool. So did you live on campus or? Uh, the first year, yes. Uh, and then after that, a few of us got a house that we all lived at like 10 minutes from. Nice. The college area. I mean, Lubbock, Texas is so small, like everything's five minutes away. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so. so did you stay in, how long did you stay in tech? Did you stay afterwards? Um, or? I did a little bit of a victory lap. You yeah. know, I had a year that I was like, kind of like, I don't know what I want to do. And yeah. like, I took a break from fashion and it's very like, you have to take this before that yeah. kind of thing. So I, so I had to get back into that realm. Um, but I definitely, I stayed about a year or so after, uh, with the store and then, um, just felt like I wanted to like keep growing, mm -hmm. um, moved back to Houston actually, and was working with one of the brands out of there for a little bit. And then I found uh, our was at home and saw a commercial for Zappos. Oh, no and kidding. then I was like, Oh, this is cool. I definitely want to get back into like that realm yeah. and, uh, applied online. Didn't think anything of it. Yeah. And all of a sudden I was moving out to Vegas and, uh, being a buyer at Zappos. Wow. That's pretty yeah, cool. In 2009. And so. I've always heard like stories about their hiring process. Like mm -hmm. tell me a little bit about that. Cause it was very unique. Yeah. Uh, you know, so when you apply at least then now there's a whole other element to it. And this is, 12 years ago, I think now we're going on yeah. 13. So th there's this questionnaire and it was like super fun. Like what superhero do you want to be? And yeah. did you have a nickname? And you know, and I'm like, kind of like filling it out. I'm like, I don't know. Like, do I like, do I really fill this out or is this like trickery? Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm like talking to my older sister. Who's like definitely more like, like by the book kind of, sure. you know, that, that way. And I was like, I don't know. And I submitted something and I was like, I don't feel good about that. And I like literally emailed and like, actually I want to change something. <laughs> and it was my nickname. I was like, yeah. my nickname was Huggles. That was my MySpace name. If anyone remembers MySpace, uh, yeah. cause I would give every single person in the room a hug before I'd leave. Yeah. And sometimes it would take forever. Nice. And, um, 
And I, I truly believe that is what it was like, oh, who's this person that yeah. followed up to change this one answer? Yeah. So, and then I did a, uh, you know, like a Zoom, Skype, I think Skype was probably what it was at yeah. the time, uh, interview. And then I came out and, you know, from being picked up in the van to going to check in to then meeting. And I met, I don't even like, I feel like it was like a hundred people that day that I got interviewed by. Um, but every step away along the way is part of the interview and process. What, what year was that? Did you? 13 years ago. So that, oh, wow. I want to say 2009. And when did, when yeah. did he start the company? When, how old was Zappos before you started? You they, remember? I think they, they just had their 20th uh, anniversary. Wow. Yeah. So wow. a long, long time. So it started in San Francisco and then came out here. Yeah. Um, and so you so, moved out by yourself once yeah, you get the job? All by came myself. Nice. Yeah. Came out here. I uh, did that for a couple years. Really, you know, enjoyed it. I think uh, it was a huge, I mean, and that was a huge pivotal moment for me. Just my career path moving yeah, forward. Yeah. Um, I learned a lot in my college job because it was a small mom and pop boutique and then they had another one. And it's funny enough, they had just started buying some, uh, properties around the campus that a few of us were like, Oh, this could be a cool sushi spot or a burrito shop. And I remember went to like, uh, a show, a trade show yeah. all around like vintage candy oh, <laughs> and ice cream. So that was a really fun <laughs> thing like to a, do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's cause they were trying to figure that out. So it's funny then to the now, like having just this random thing that I didn't really think anything of. It was cool to be a part of. It was exciting. Yep. And then just kind of went on my way yeah. to like full circle, uh, kind of be a part of this Ferguson's and DTP and like yeah. the development of downtown. It's kind of weird how that happened, right? Yeah. And yeah. I never like, Oh, I'm going to do this later in life. It just kind of, like I said, happened. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think working at Zappos, you definitely get to see the quality of just relationships, like yeah. enjoying who you work with, treating vendors or customers like people, like real people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, and a, you like want a support ticket when <laughs> exactly. shipped off to another country to talk to. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. just like, you know, how first, like, how are you? How are your kids? Or how was this? Are you doing yeah. all right? You know, and like building those relationships. Um, uh, and just, you know, he totally really focused on culture and happiness. And so mm -hmm. you really got to see and, and broke down the barriers of like the CEO to whatever you would yeah. consider like the bottom line sure. of whatever it may be. Yeah. Um, so that was just really beautiful to watch and, and gave, you know, people the freedom and ability to make connections where mm -hmm. probably in other, uh, business models, like you would never get to talk to the CEO, oh, yeah. you know what I mean? Or yeah. feel comfortable to approach them. Sure. Uh, so that was just really, really cool to have and build that confidence within, I think at least myself and maybe that demographic of young, younger employees, yeah. first time real jobs. Yeah. Um, so you just kind of learn a lot and, and be able to like have those resources to talk to people. So are you the uh, one of a few buyers for them or? Oh, I mean, by the time I got there, it was pretty well developed. I, I was on the fashion footwear team for a little bit. And then I moved over to their sister site, 6 p.m., which had been growing. So I did help a little bit grow there, that fashion footwear well, 6 part 6 p.m.? I saw that on your LinkedIn. I oh, yeah. yeah. Um, I kind of just kind of was playing around. I was like, I haven't touched this in forever. I'm like, <laughs> I literally just made it really? say Ferguson's. Oh, there you go. Uh, but I'm so bad at that stuff. But um, yeah, it's their sister site. It's like their discount site. So Got essentially it. like any overstock, they'd move over. And then in the whole like discount world, then you actually just can make product mm -hmm. discounted. Gotcha. So, okay. um, so then I helped kind of build that for a minute. And then I moved to Australia, random through LinkedIn. Oh, really? A woman reached out to me and, uh, yeah, it was like New Year's Eve. I don't really do anything. And I was like, God, oh, how do I feel about this year? How do I feel about next year? Yeah. And then I was like cleaning up my personal email and saw this thing in LinkedIn. I was like, Oh, what is that? And it's like this woman, Sarah Gell. Hey, saw your profile. Would you like to move to Australia and help us build a fashion footwear department? No da, 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 da. I'm like, what? That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. So, so you left Zappos and, and, and went to the other company? Yeah, I left Zappos, moved across the world to Australia. 
and uh, helped build their fashion footwear department uh, there for a short period of time because I definitely missed what was going on here when I was on my way out um, is when the idea of DTP was starting and then Tony looking into buying and investing into businesses and concepts within downtown. It was really exciting. Yeah. Um, me and two friends were actually one of the first pitches of a small business downtown. It didn't make sense. We all worked at Zappos. We actually liked the arts district at the time and it wasn't part of like the footprint um, okay. and just a few things. It just like didn't make sense. So like, yeah. all right. And as that was oddly closing, I got the, the email yeah. about Australia. I was like, oh, this worked out for a reason. How'd you like living out there? I loved it. Yeah, yeah it was beautiful. You can't really beat their, like, it's like, I feel like. A I nicer America. <laughs> it's just like the coast. Like I lived in yeah. Bondi, you know, of course that Is makes it sense. It's like a, it's a Easter. Bondi beach. Uh, I was in Sydney. Oh, it's um, Sydney. Okay. Yeah. So Bondi beach and lived right on the water. So oh, wow. you just like, I could hear wave crashings, crashing in my bedroom. I watched a whale just like frail around in the ocean. So yeah, super lucky. Like, How long were you out there? Uh, a little under a year. Okay. So, why, why did you leave? Just miss, just miss to come back come home? Back. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's hard to really go from Zappos to anything culturally. Sure. Uh, and just like that empowerment that you are given in the, in the company mm -hmm. or that I had when I was there. And so kind of taking that going across the world. I mean, I feel bad. I'd probably call my mom a few times, a little distraught. And yeah. I mean, my day ended, they're sleeping, they wake up, I'm yeah. asleep. So it was just like, it was a little isolating. Um, but I grew so much as a person, personally, yeah. professionally, you know, um, but it was hard to leave. I remember telling my dad, I'm like, but I just like, my goal is to be here for three years. It's a great get, experience, like, Double though. citizenship and like, yeah. and then leave. <laughs> yeah. No, but no, it was amazing. I can, yeah. like, you know, you can always go back. You sure. just have to figure out how to get there yeah. and what and whatever. So no, 100%. But I really enjoyed it. That's awesome. And so and when you came back, you went back to Zappos or? No, uh, my friend who I worked with had started this company called Stitch Factory within the DTP portfolio is a small business. That, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Invested. So I came back to help her get it open, um, operate it, um, be kind of her business partner in that. So oh, cool. I did that for a couple of years. Um, played around with a lot of different concepts. The idea was like an incubator for fashion designers. Okay. Uh, it was just really early and like the development of downtown yeah, and what the community yeah. actually had and needed. Um, How long ago was this? Oh my goodness. It's hard eight, to remember time. Eight years, right? yeah, probably okay. eight years ago. Yeah. Uh, and did that for a couple of years and it just shifted like, you know, um, cause you go to fashion design school and you have access to all these machines and yeah. industrial machines and dress forms and tables and tools. And then you leave and you're like in your home machine at <laughs> yeah. home, like knitting. Yeah. You're like, Oh my gosh. Um, so it was cool. I mean, we had a lot of people use this space. Um, we quickly got into like design concepts. So we would like help design, you know, clothing or work with their patterns, did some manufacturing, which is such an awesome experience. Um, but so much room for human error. And now I know why the experts, you know, that have the manpower and out of California or, you know, wherever it is, cause it's just hard to get that pricing where people want it based on how much it costs just to pay people, Yeah, you know? Exactly. So, but then we started getting into more brand development with small businesses uh, that were like more had like t-shirts as like swag. Yeah. We're like, you can actually make that a lifestyle. Like you have a customer that's like showing up that maybe mm -hmm. like loves your brand and would actually wear this t-shirt or yeah. tank top or sweater or whatever yeah. it is. So then we started working with a lot of different people to do that. And we did the life is beautiful merch. So oh, cool. yeah, we did a test run to show a capsule collection of like, we can do fashion wear and people will actually wear it. Yeah. Um, and not just have it like, uh, throw it in the closet and then donate yeah. it or One maybe wear convention it, giveaways you know? or yeah. something. Yeah. I mean, you pay a pretty penny to get a concert t-shirt, you know, people wear them, 
you know, but a lot of times they're just like sit in the closet and like 10 years on the road, like, oh yeah, this is a great souvenir. I remember that time. Yeah. Uh, so we did a capsule collection, actually did a lot of custom design and cut and sew out of California that we had partnered with, sold out pre-sell and then even during the festival and then people were wearing it at the festival, which oh, is really cool. cool. Is that? Yeah. And that just kind of kickstarted. Then the next year we did another like kind of pop-up shop, come shop the brand before the for the before the festival and again people bought it people were wearing it at the festival where like other festival you know people were like how are you building this brand the people are actually yeah. wearing it to and the festival and how, how did you get that to happen you know you think well we just blended trends yeah and played with print and styles you know and yeah. then just like built the momentum around that um just made the, more the neon logo on it yeah we and obviously we don't do it anymore yeah We're not doing that anymore but uh yeah there's some early uh I think I remember seeing yeah, that. Yeah, brands that yeah. we did. And then it just carried on from there, you know, and then they, they did a, like a cool collaboration. The last life is beautiful with Topshop and stuff. So it's it just cool to see that kind of evolve. And just in general, you're seeing that a lot with like artists, yeah. like musicians and artists as an artist and, um, you know, doing really cool, like lifestyle brand stuff. That's awesome. Which is, is cool to see. So what did you do after Stitch Factory then? After uh, you know, we parted ways and I was just trying to figure out for me, like, you know, it's always been part of my goal to like take the leap of faith on myself and like start something and what that looks like. Uh, obviously Tony, uh, you know, was a dear friend of mine and we were just catching up and he's like, well, I have this project that I really want to get going. It's called, it's not called, I knew what it was, Ferguson's. Yeah. Uh, he's moving the Airstream park to the back of it. Um, and wanted to see if I'd be interested in developing the rest of the city block. I was like, oh my God. Okay. It's like, that's How cool. cool is that? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. and I feel like, you know, so lucky and like, you know, some would say handed this opportunity, but you know, that's a lot of years of him knowing me and my work ethic and what I, you know, was able to produce at Zappos for, you know, just fun culture events. And it's pretty cool. You know, that he remained in contact with you, even though you left, yeah. you know, like it says a lot about him. Yeah, yeah. He actually went out a couple months before I got there and left me a care package at his hotel. And I'm super grateful that they held it for like um, two months till oh, I wow. got there. Yeah. It was a fun package of random stuff. <laughs> and so, and anytime I'd come back, we'd, we'd meet, meet up and hang out. And, uh, it was cool. Cause when I left, I was like, Oh, I'm kind of bummed. I reach out to him immediately. Like, Hey, I have this yeah. opportunity. We had coffee. He's like, that's so cool. I'm going to be out there. Do you want me to, and I have this person that I can connect you to. In Australia? Yeah. Oh, so wow. this yeah. guy, Mark, and he actually took me up and down the, the coast and showed me some beaches and oh, introduced cool. me to his family. So it was really cool. So, um, so when you were working at Zappos, like, um, you know, were you working with Tony on a, on the daily or no. was it no? Yeah. I mean, he was like, uh, like I said, like, uh, you had directors at the, t that the beginning of every row. So you just always saw like directors as you're going in and out of work. Uh, and then there's like monkey row, which was, you know, an open desk cubicle thing. Yep. Um, my portfolio had a lot of like bigger brands in them. So they happened to always be a lot of our, um, like dinners and things like that. Sure. And he's just, as long as you would say, Hey, and talk to him, he's like, Hey, you yeah, know? Yeah. So I've bumped just, into him before, but yeah. I never really had like, never had a full conversation, but yeah. I've seen with the hockey games before. Oh, yeah. yeah. Loved his hockey games. Yeah. 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 So yeah, no, he's, you know, can be intimidating, but it's super approachable and such a good human. So, That's uh, awesome. and we just connected. Yeah. As he does with a lot of people, which is really beautiful to know and see even now. So were you there when they, cause I, they, he kind of like removed that whole, management or director type of role. And, and from what I heard and everybody was kind of 
There were no managers anymore. Did you hear about uh, that? Or just was probably it? the holacracy thing. Yeah. Um, I had already left, but we kind of played around with it a little bit, like within like Stitch Factory and other things. There's a lot of pros to it. Yeah. Uh, it's just a lot of work to like get the mindset shifted. It's a, yeah, um, it's a total mindset yeah. shift. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, you know, you see it like you, people want autonomy. You give them autonomy. Yeah. Uh, and then there's nowhere to blame when things aren't going well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, like, a, and it's fine. Like there's just, you, you don't want to, it's hard. You know, it's hard. Yeah. In general, like even just to have the autonomy to like, did I make the right decision? Did I not make the right decision? Yeah. You yeah. know, and then, um, so it's also like hand in hand trying to figure out the right hand telling, holding, but they don't, people yeah. don't want that. And that's not what it's really for. And it's sure. for scalability. So more things can get done. So you're not waiting for like three people removed to give yeah, you the, the bigger yes. you get, like the yeah. harder it is to get things done. Too, so, so there's a lot of pros to it. It just, yeah. it takes a lot of time. Are um, they still utilizing that? I'm not sure. Yeah. 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 I, I'm, I'm, yeah. It's an interesting concept though. Yeah. Because like for me as as the CEO, I hate using that term Mm -hmm. of of the company, right? Mm -hmm. Like I always like to, you know, not micromanage everyone and just let them kind of create their own destiny and have their own focused role. But there's still times where they wouldn't need to escalate or ask a question or have, you know what I mean? To someone, you know, so it's kind of, uh, it's kind of unique. It's Mm -hmm. very cool to hear about. Yeah. I think it's just setting clear kind of like parameters almost like, Hey, like if it falls in these things, that's have, your thing. Have fun. Yeah. If it falls outside of that, then that might be something we need to talk about to help guide it into the right direction. But if it falls into our mission, yeah, you're not spending X and it gives back this. Yeah. Then really, I mean, you hope that you're always bringing on people on your team and company that you trust and you know, you have know, that mindset and have that mindset. Yeah. So very cool. Yeah. So, so to go back to what you're talking about with Tony. So you, you met with him and you, he was telling oh, you yeah. about, he just kind of mentioned it and, um, Obviously, I was really appreciative. I was like, that is not at all why I reach out to you, you know, yeah. but um, I was over the holiday for Thanksgiving. So I spent that time I was like, OK, let me think about what that actually looks like and just make sure that you see what I think, you know, and then sure. we're aligned and I would love to explore it. If not, totally fine. Yeah, I'll figure it out. And so I just kind of put together like a very basic PowerPoint thing (laughs) with like screenshots and like other, oh my gosh, I'm keep hitting this and other different things. Um, and yeah, we totally aligned. A lot of it was around greenery and what positive impacts that have to a neighborhood, to your mental space, to how you hang out, how you shop, how you experience things. And he's like, I totally agree with all of those. Um, focusing on local and small businesses for me, like since forever. And I don't know if it's like my mom with her large family, like always yeah. wanting to support small businesses and the little guys. Um, yeah. and that's what I did in college. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like my background really is working in small businesses or starting and building small businesses. Yeah. Um, so, and, and just anytime I've traveled, especially when I lived in Australia, every little town had amazing markets. Even to go to New York and all yeah. those other things. And Vegas has great markets as well. Um, you know, outside of, first Friday at the time that I'm aware of, and I'm sorry if I'm getting that wrong. Yeah. You know, um, there wasn't really like a daytime kind of market that was focusing on like just local made stuff. It was a lot of like farmer markets with juices and a few crafty things, yeah. um, but not really like super focused on like small business, like, yeah. you know, made. So it was really cool to, so that was a big part of my presentation and what I could thought that could live there. Um, obviously really trying to bring a lot more focus on art and interactive art or how do you have art that's not, Oh my God, here's this thing, you know, like, and um, kind of live within the space. Uh, And then, yeah. So just kind of slowly grew from there. And then there's thoughts and ideas about a hotel and a skate park and, you know, it's all our stuff. And so how long did it take from idea to actually 
Oh, it feels like it up. was a million years. Um, <laughs> yeah, a, it sounds like a lot of work. It was. It was a lot of work. And it was an extremely exciting, very challenging, probably some of the darkest times, but then yeah. also really rewarding on the other side of it. Um, again, you know, it was it was new for me, you yeah. know, like I've construction and all that stuff. So oh, I, yeah. I, you know, I'm very grateful for everyone being patient. Dealing with contractors and, is fun. Right? Uh, it's a it's a it's an interesting area yeah. of business. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I can talk about ADA, you know, oh, yeah. access and what needs to be there. <laughs> yeah. I can talk about fire sprinklers. I can talk about fire code. Yeah. Uh, you know, all these things that I, you know, I never would thought I would know, 100%, you know, yeah. so I, I definitely learned a lot. It was, it was hard when you don't know something you're trying to absorb it and yeah. trying to make sure that you're understanding things. I'm definitely somebody that likes to like, I need to understand it all. So then when I'm having a conversation, like I know what I'm talking about exactly. somewhat, which is important. Yeah. And so it was just a lot of retaining data mm -hmm. and trying to process. Um, and then just like really trusting your gut and knowing to trust your gut, mm -hmm. you know, and, and when you're like, I don't know if I trust my gut because I don't know what this means. Yeah, but you know? it's so, always yeah. right though. I always say it that. Is. It's like, it really you're, is. You're like something doesn't feel right. And you're like, yeah. it's never right. You, you know? know, it isn't. And yeah. when you say, you know what, I'll let this gut go <laughs> and not pick on this one because I've been in my opinion, so aggressive on everything. Yeah, sure. Um, and then you're like, well, that's why, because yeah. <laughs> my gut was right. And now we have to go back and redo all this. No, it's, yeah. you know, but it, I mean, the, it was, it was a really cool experience. I mean, I am very proud of like what Ferguson's turned out to be. There's a lot yeah. that I learned. And if I were to go back or do another project, I've learned so much of the things that I wouldn't do. It's so much easier. I could do different. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And just having like the, the, now the bone structure of like informat information and data and then mm -hmm. having enough to go into a conversation like you know I don't know that's all you but I do know yeah. that I want to see this or it can be done or pushed this way um because I got a lot of no's yeah. like and that was really frustrating you yeah. know especially being business partners and in the last however many years at that point with a yes man and more like yes and yeah. or if it's no then how can we brainstorm on if like it, to make solution, it solution yeah solution oriented yeah. and if it's still no it's no but at least we like talked through it yeah. and we'd be like oh can yeah. we do this nope I'm like, yeah. okay, but like, can you, can we talk about why? And yeah. then it's like, okay, cool. That why I actually think maybe that could this work, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's just a different mindset when you're just in it. You're like, it's these plants and yeah. this brick and, yeah. you know, and it's like, okay, but can we do da, 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 da. So, 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 so you designed the whole thing. Like it was like, so I work with architects. So okay. definitely major credit to the people that were able to take my vision, um, and, and work with me. Cause I am having the fashion design background and design. Like I was sure. extremely hands-on. Yeah. Um, so I don't want to discredit that I designed it, but I also definitely don't want to discredit all the hard work and patience of the, sure. of the design and architects. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I had different, two different firms that I was working with. Um, I actually worked with a company outside of California because of, of all the greenery that we're going to do. So I kind of walked the space and talked about all these like different layers and hidden gems and all this other stuff that I wanted to do. Um, and so they presented kind of like the first iteration of what then evolved into how like the layout was, mm -hmm. um, just not being in town and for other reasons, it just didn't really work out. Um, and then we brought it, brought it back to Vegas architects and landscape design people to work through different series. But yeah, from like when you're walking around the U-shaped path, um, if you notice, you'll see uh, exposed uh, pebbles. Mm -hmm. And I think I got shown like six different pebble selections. And <laughs> yeah. I was like, I sent a picture. I'm like, I like this. Like Pebble. these colors to like be exposed when you like granite down. And it's all about the details though. And mm -hmm. that's the experience, right? So that's, yeah. that's pretty cool. How, how big is the space? I think it's like 19,000 square feet total. Oh, like wow. if you, just the front, just yeah. the front part. Yeah. So um, I want to say is kind of how big that is. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so, so tell me a little bit about the different aspects of the property. So you have the, the uh, Airstreams. 
right? Yeah. So, so in the back is residential, uh, across the street is where that started. Uh, geez, I don't even know how long it's been in, in the back of Ferguson's for four years now. So I want to say it's been probably six, seven years yeah. that it started. Um, which is like, Hey, like, uh, they were bought, they sat for a while and then Tony's like, Oh, let's, I would want to have a bunch of friends. Let's do like a winter camp, uh, and stay in them, but more so give feedback. Like, yeah. Do you like it? What would you change? Do things work? Cause I'd been sitting and then he never left his airstream after that. And neither did another girl, Chrissy. Yeah. And, um, and then every year for winter camp, which was right after Thanksgiving going into the new year, almost that same group would always come and live together for a month. That's pretty cool. Yeah. It was super how fun. fun. Yeah. It was like kind of like a little, how many, station. how many units were there or how many, uh, total was like 32. Oh wow. Yeah. 32, 35. Um, were there other full-time yeah, People it or? went in and out of like some full time people throughout the year and, you know, different things. He always left some for crash pads, one to make sure that every winter he could have like his, we could have winter camp. Yeah. Um, and then really just had a lot of guests. I would say, I mean, uh, if you remember early on of the DTP days, uh, they had a lot of crash pads at the Ogden, mm -hmm. uh, which was really cool because different groups uh, and us at Stitch Factory would curate a week around fashion. So we'd bring about 40 different people out for the month, once a month that were out of town in the industry do series, uh, talk, series, um, talking series. What do we call them? Oh my gosh. Anyways, <laughs> yeah. they would talk to the community <laughs> yeah. uh, about their field and their passion. We'd have a dinner workshops, happy hours and stuff. And then there was one for tech, entertainment, art. And so it was really cool for like two or three years, bring hundreds of people out a year. Yeah. Um, so it was always kind of part of the, I think for him, like the marketing around, like getting people down here, seeing what's going on. Maybe someone falls in love, they stay, they build sure. their business, they add their business, whatever it may be. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that moved over about four years ago. And at that time is when I actually moved in full time. Uh, and I lived in the Airstream. I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. So it was me. What was that like? It was awesome. Yeah. You know, it was amazing. Uh, my, my boyfriend, um, at the time and now, uh, we had lived together in like, uh, an apartment kind of thing, went through two fun summer breaks, but really yeah. connected us more. So we're just best friends and like, are you in the same journey or are yeah. we like in this together? Sure. Are we just friends and good roommates? Um, yeah. but anyways, we ended up living in Airstream, me, him and my two cats are our two cats. And it was awesome because we knew how to like just move perfectly <laughs> around each other yeah. in the yeah. space. And we did that for, I guess, three, two and a half years. Oh, um, wow. and then I got pregnant. Um, and I was always looking forward to moving into one of the studio units, the back of Ferguson's. There's four units that I turned into two residential units that open up on the other side. Yeah. And we have six other studio units, um, in the back. And so I was really excited about how I laid them out and I was like, Oh, but maybe and he's like, Oh, but I really like the Airstream, which is amazing because yeah. he's so not about moving and living in the Airstreams. Yeah. When I first seeded the idea four years ago. So the joke is like, I'll just seed something. And four years uh, later, how big are they? they're like, what? they're like 200. Oh, wow. Yeah. You better like you your know. boyfriend. If you're I do. He's awesome. <laughs> if you're living that <laughs> you do, but you do. I yeah. do. And I do love him very much. Now we have a child together. Um, and so, and then we lived in the micro unit for, I think, right, maybe at a year, which is really sad to leave. But yeah. um, it just happened to work out this last year to find a house and yeah. um, very close and with our, our little, our little one to run around a little Are bit more. Are you still downtown? Vicinity, I am. Or? I'm in the Hundredge. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Nice. So That's it's only awesome. five minutes. So, um, so what else is on the property? So there's retail yep. shops, mm -hmm. correct? Yep. So the front, uh, was really cool. So leading up to Ferguson's opening at the end of 2019, we were hosting a thing called Mark in the Alley, 
which housed um, anywhere. We started with like 18 vendors, 200 people, mostly probably our network of friends. Yeah. So growing it to over 70 vendors a month and over sometimes three to 4,000 people wow. attending, which was so amazing to be able to drive that amount of traffic down there yeah. um, and just start building like our ethos and what we're about and what we're trying to do is like food, music, art, um, yeah. you know, small businesses. So as I was opening Ferguson's, it was really easy to start transitioning some of those makers that had been with us for a long time or fairly new into their first brick and mortar. Mm -hmm. So first and most important was securing the food. So we have two restaurants and then Mothership, the coffee roaster at the bottom. Mm -hmm. um, so really wanted to get those dialed in, got those dialed in. And then it was just like, all right. And yeah. then started curating the rest of the U-shape. And how big is each unit, the, the commercial um, space? So the restaurants range from 1600 to like indoor, outdoor. I think it's like six or so. Yeah. Um, and then Mothership is a pretty decent size. I don't remember that one. That's cool because we had, the Ferguson's was like flat and just like a U-shape mm -hmm. where you parked. And we actually dug it down 10 feet. So you like walk down this meandering path. Oh, cool. And then we built the Mothership building. And then have a rooftop deck. So then you I have saw like, that, yeah. yeah. So and awesome. it's cool because like the rooftop was only like three feet above the original grade, but yeah. now it's like 13 feet. And it's just like, oh, cool. the, nobody's the sitting out there difference. now, though. 118. You know, <laughs> not <laughs> right now. drinking coffee. And <laughs> no, no, no. Melting. But yeah. we do have some misters, you know, yeah. it helps early in the morning and at night. So, yeah. Um, but no, yeah, they, the, but the retail, uh, they range from one hotel because it used to be a hotel unit, which was um, 230 square feet. Two, I think uh, two was the biggest. And okay. so 560 or okay. 460 math. So, yeah. So then after you hit the restaurants and then you started yeah, having just, other mm -hmm. retailers in yep. and, and did people contact you or were you particular about which retailers you wanted in there? Like what types of businesses? Um, You know, it, it was important to have the right, you know, mix. mix you don't want to yeah. have like the same thing, sure. obviously. Um, it kind of just started naturally unfolding yeah. Kind of how it needed to between me asking or seeing someone or someone asking or reaching out. Mm -hmm. We definitely had a form um, where people would fill out. And that's where we actually got like all for a country, which is a one of um, one of the tenants. And then there's others like Neon Cactus that was like always at all of our markets and happened to always put them where the door was. So we're always going in and out and have this fun little relationship. Yeah. Um, so it was like, hey, I think you'd be great to. Oh, this is a really awesome inquiry, mm -hmm. you know, and kind of did it like that. Um, and it, like I said, it just kind of really came together. Yeah. Um, beautifully naturally. So, so did Tony, cause I know the downtown project, he invested in, in multitude of different mm -hmm. businesses. Was he investing in any of those or just, just the actual property itself? So we were co-owners of the two restaurants that had opened. Uh, they sadly closed during COVID. Um, but other than that, like, I mean, he obviously, he was my business partner in it and personally sure. invested in the entire project. Sure. Um, but not specifically into any of those small businesses. Got so, it. Okay, cool. Yeah. Which is really cool. Like these guys had really built their brand through markets or online. Yeah. Um, which you really saw come strong during the last year of shutdowns. Um, a lot of them were either home products or, yeah. you know, health care products or plants. And so they did really well. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it was really beautiful to watch our Las Vegas community really shift their dollars into our local community. Yeah. Uh, and so it was, it was cool to see them hold their own. Yeah. You know, it was, it was you know, hard for all of us. Yeah, I was going to so. talk about it. That's obviously a common theme too, right? Because the pandemic like really affected everybody mm -hmm. um, differently. Yeah. Uh, especially hospitality, food and beverage, yeah. things like that. I noticed you did a lot of creative stuff too to kind of, you know, like virtual bands and events and tell me a little bit about that yeah bit. so right when the it was crazy uh oh my gosh it's like so wild to think back about it i you know we had a friend come back 
from overseas and was talking about it. And we was like, oh yeah, we kind of saw this thing, whatever. And then we started watching it a little bit more carefully. And then my sister was actually going to go overseas to do some stuff. I'm like, we to be careful. Like there's this thing. I don't really know yeah, what it is. Yeah. And like, you know, um, it's so far away. You just never yeah, thought like, it was going to get here. Right. Yeah, yeah. And you, then I'm like flashbacks to the museum of like a pandemic and like the lights <laughs> going everywhere. Like the museum, like, Oh my God, <laughs> like that is going to happen. So, yeah. um, and then, um, yeah, I was actually going on my baby moon right in the brink of like, maybe shouldn't have traveled, but wasn't really sure. It wasn't like a don't travel sure. or like any of that stuff yet. Um, but right then I was like, okay, I still feel weird about this. We gave everyone hand sanitizers. We started wiping down things, um, you know, got some like different things in stock. And then, yeah, by the time I came back, it was like a week after I got back, it was like, done we're yeah, shut March, down. Like yeah 13th or something like that for yeah. sure and so even during that time um you know there wasn't a mass mandate for a little while and we went ahead and put one in place it just aligned with our team yeah um our community like we had people living there and then all the different businesses and also the team that was working mm. um and so definitely wanted to make sure people felt safe and comfortable sure and that was the best that we knew and and it it, it did it was it was awesome because we were able to tell this story of what what was important to us yeah uh and i think that really helped even when things opened back up uh with our space one we got lucky being outdoors um my occupancy is actually quite high yeah. um even though we were like let's start with 75 people and see how we feel yeah. you know and i yeah. don't really think we ever really hit 75 people at one time because it's just which was kind of cool because like it was really spaced out through the entire day of people coming out yeah um and then i was like if we hit that and if you you guys are the ones up front like how does it feel does it look busy or can we let's do then you yeah. know 100 and kind of gradually do that because if my 20 percent is like yeah i don't know it's a lot 160 i think no i don't even know yeah if that's right yeah, 160. So you so what, you guys did events though, correct? Like virtual uh, events? Oh, sorry. Yeah. yeah. So we, before we could open back up, yeah, we quickly shifted. Like we had a market coming up, canceled that, took it virtual, mm -hmm. uh, which is really fun, really cool. A lot hard to plan that. of work. It's actually harder than a live, like an actual event. I've oh, heard. for yeah. sure. It's yeah. like, well, and it's just wanting to control, I guess, the experience too, yeah. to make sure it was, you know, represented what we we're doing in person, which put a lot of strain on the team. Um, and I commend them for like diving in and, and really shifting. And they did, and it was awesome. Um, but it, we did a few and just like, okay, that was a lot of work for yeah. such a short period of time. And sure. then just kind of turn it all off and then like do it again. Yeah. Um, so that's when we started shifting. Cause one of the businesses she was, um, you know, she had a lot of, uh, compromising, uh, things that wouldn't be good for her to have a store even afterwards. Yeah. Um, so she had moved out and we took over that space and created, the market shop. So now there's actually a physical shop that you can come shop our local vendors that we typically have during markets all gotcha. the time. Oh, and cool. so when we do market, there's store markets, full collections and all that stuff, but you have like a glimpse of them and other makers within the shop. Within so, one. Mm -hmm. Oh, cool. Uh, and then with the musicians, that was kind of a little bit of a overall kind of struggle, but and finding the right way to help support them. But we wanted to do something. So we just started doing live streams with them and yeah. had like a Venmo that you could, you know, tip them Donate. out. Yeah. Um, and then we just, allocate some resources like okay well um one i wanted to you know keep my team as much as possible um i was very lucky to talk to tony about like what it would look like if we had to like what it looked like letting go people versus keeping them and shifting um and you know luckily we had you know certain revenues coming in that weren't necessarily affected so it really did cover mm -hmm. like the team cost it's yeah. just more like reshifting how they worked. So it yeah. wasn't like, you know, I can have greeters during the day cause we weren't open. So, yeah, yeah. um, you know, and with everything being shut down, there was concerns like, okay, what does that look like at night now? If everything's closed and if, sure. you know, 
that they became graveyard shift security. And yeah. I, again, like, well, that's awesome. You kept everyone on. Yeah. You know, it was tough even for me. I was like, I, I paid everyone for a few pay periods and I was like, I don't know what's going on. Like mm -hmm. he, there was a, nobody knew w yeah. when the end was going to happen. So I, well, it was two weeks and then it was a year. <laughs> exactly. You know, that's why I was like, and then my, my, my accountant, I was like, you might want to like furlough everyone temporarily because you don't know when it's going to open. So yeah. unfortunately we had to, mm -hmm. um, but I'm proud because we never let anyone go. Yeah. We actually added people that's after. Awesome. So, yeah. um, but it, it, you know, as a, as a business owner, it's like your, your team is like your family, you mm -hmm. know, and, and like, and having to let people go is tough. Yeah. You know? Um, and so it's pretty kudos to you to, yeah, thanks. You know, to be able to do that. Yeah. It's, it's definitely, especially um, in retail, you know? Yeah. There's a lot of like, I mean, obviously sleepless nights. I don't even know if I fully have dealt with the drama to no. be honest, but <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, I mean, I was super concerned about our tenants. Yeah. Super concerned about my residents that lived in the back. They you all know? stayed though the whole um, time or? Well, we lost a lot of people, but yeah. because we had some people that were part-time in Vegas and not. So obviously they lost their part-time gigs or whatever it was out here. So then yeah. they left um, and some other things or people decided to move back home. Yeah. Um, But, um, and then, you know, obviously my team, like, um, so being able to, everyone to jump in and shift really quickly and they're all jumping on. Um, and then there's a, there's a group of us, uh, the office team that took pay cuts to help. Sure. Minimize the burn during yeah. the time. Yeah. Uh, which was really awesome. Cause everyone more than happy. Yeah. Like took that's, that and did that, awesome. you know? So, yeah. um, you know, obviously we're lucky that we were able to do that for a little bit and then be out of it. And then we, created not only like we did the virtual events, so we created new revenue, you know, yeah. so revenue that we're losing, it wasn't anything to like our physical events. Like that's where sure. Ferguson's really is able to truly survive us through our events. Like we've yeah. got our, our rent and everything like that. And that's consistent. That's great. That takes care of things. Um, my, my goal with Ferguson's along with like, you know, celebrating, highlighting and creating opportunity with small businesses is also how do you create, you know, jobs or events or partnerships with people that need that extra support, have this idea and like yeah. want to get off off the ground and going. So things like the market shop, no, it's not something that brings in crazy amounts of money, yeah. but one, I'm able to give, you know, some people some jobs and yeah. it supports the vendors. And then the vendors, like I have my stuff in the store. And sure. so like all that impact that it has, like as a feel good and community and, yeah. you know, it really goes a lot farther. And then over time, you know, as we've even seen lately and when, you know, it's not 120 outside, yeah. uh, we have more people, like <laughs> yeah. you'll start seeing the cells you know, start growing with that as sure. well. So, um, such a unique concept. I mean, I, I've never heard of anything like it. Um, is there anywhere else in, in the U S that like is similar or anyone you could model after that, you know, when you were, when you're coming with the idea or is this just, uh, I think it's just know? a handful of different things. I mean, I don't think like anything specific is extremely unique. Um, yeah. I think the goal for definitely was, was always true for like Tony as a person that definitely rubbed off and something like I started embodying more is like, yeah. how do you test something build on it and grow rather than like full on going into this thing and like, holy shit, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. Or I could have learned some things before I did this. And then all of a sudden you're out of time, you're out of resources, you're out sure. of energy yeah. and you just stop and it's sad because there's opportunity to, to take it. Yeah. Um, or you just like so much heartache and burn, you know, mm -hmm. and then to like, then get onto the other side. So what, what is cool is, you know, we have market, you can start marketing the alley and if that feels good, then like we can feature some of yourself in the shop and then you kind of like, maybe turn this potential side hustle or hobby or real business and just like, okay, now I feel more comfortable that I have a consistent customer at this market, yeah. tried a few others. Now it's selling in the store. Let me go over to gather house, which is something we opened through the pandemic, which is the old writer's block. If anyone knows that, and it has eight micro studios in there. So they're only like a hundred square feet. Um, what is it called? 
Gather House. Oh, no. Okay. Yeah. So it's part of our city block. Uh, there's a 12-year-old, Kume, who has a tofu teas. And she started with us, I think she was nine, or she started her brand when she was nine. And uh, <laughs> really? she, started doing, mm-hmm, she started doing markets with us and through Future Makers. Yeah. And, and now she has her own store, which is really cool. Oh, crazy yeah, is that? So, and then we also sell her stuff in the market shop. And she's yeah. just amazing and such an inspiration. Um, yeah. And she's all around, like, you know, human justice. Um, that's not social trends. And racism sure. is trash. And, you know, your pronouns. My bracelet is actually, she made this uh, bracelet. It's my pronouns, um, but she's really cool. And so there's a, a you know, a subset of like different creators there. Mm-hmm. And then from there you can go to like maybe a bigger space or you get any of that, you outgrow it, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, and then you go and have a bigger store or however you want to transition yeah. uh, in your next step. So it, it is cool to be able to have some of these stepping stones mm-hmm. um, and, you know, try to use our platform, you know, as we continuously go through shift and change yeah have our strong moments and not so strong and sure. keep growing and yeah. keep learning as any any business and people um you know do so it's been really cool so and then we opened vegas test kitchen at the end of the year as well which is in between gather house and ferguson's and that's with jolene she uh, has been in the uh chef or culinary community for a really long time and she's yeah. absolutely amazing uh, we partnered with her and she spearheads it co-founded it um and it's seven different chefs out of there that same thing like a lot of the restaurant community struggled or shut down or couldn't yeah. their kitchens. So this was an opportunity for seven chefs to come in, share resources, you know, not break the bank and rent and then do a concept. And it was, that's an awesome idea. Did awesome. Yeah. And there's different pop-ups that we do. So they were like catering or doing like, no, um, it's like uh, we had the, it's all to cashless and contactless. So you yeah. can actually like order online and then they'll text you when it's ready. So you can just go pick it up huh. or you can eat it there or take it over and go sit in the yard um, so it's been really cool to see those guys do really well yeah. once. And, uh, I think just signed for, to actually then go into their own brick and mortar oh, wow. uh, in a oh. development that's being developed. Uh, it's Yukon pizza. They're so good. Uh, they started, it's like a yeast, the sourdough yeast or whatever oh, like that yeah. started <laughs> yeah, like yeah. with his great, great grandfather, uh, t- Tad, Todd, T-A-D. <laughs> Hopefully I'm not saying the wrong. Sorry, yeah. Alex, if you're listening to this, I just got like the whole write up the other day. Cause yeah. he, a long time ago, he's like, oh, this has been in the family for like, like 100 years or something and i was yeah. like oh, okay cool just thinking like oh whatever the recipe is yeah during covid obviously everyone was making sourdough bread and becoming plant parents sure and i learned like oh no like yeast like you keep it alive yeah and you keep making i always wonder how it like it, you can keep passing it down from generations yeah like, they just i don't yeah. they just take from it and like then you a piece of it and, and then you just give it on yeah it's crazy and so i was like yeah. so when i was like oh you met like it's yeah. literally he's like no for sure i was like that's wild that should be like i need to tell i'm telling everyone <laughs> now and here i am telling yeah. Everyone. That's cool. <laughs> so it's really cool. So the, the idea for that too is, uh, you know, embodied and aligned with like, okay, how do you get them started? They won't be there long, eventually grow out of it. And then we bring in a new set. So it's almost like a food court yeah. where, but you don't actually walk up to different things. You just order everything. And then just and show just up and pick So up. you can order pizza, sushi, a bagel, and it all comes out as it's I ready. Check and that just out. Like, yeah. yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. So. so do you get involved in their business like at all? Like, or is it strictly like, um, like a landlord tenant relationship or, or are you actually like giving them advice on what you think would work? What wouldn't work? How involved are you in the business? I side? mean, if they ask for it or want to, like, I don't, I mean, yes, it's like landlord tenant technically, sure. but I don't look at it like landlord yeah, tenant. Yeah. Right. Um, like even during COVID, like we, you know, helped do some ph- photography and house some of their products on our website. Cause they didn't have, uh, they didn't have online stores. So it was a way for us to bring traffic for yeah. them digitally. Um, Cause I saw that was like, so, like some, it was just so hard. Like you can't even think about what to do next. Yeah. And so I was like, Hey, don't worry about it. We'll let us help 
feature this stuff and sell it for you. And then I, we just credited it to their rent. Which I love that concept. Cause usually the, the landlord tenant relationship is contentious, right? Like there's like, you know, just all about collecting money. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and the fact that you care about the tenants, it helps you out, it helps them out. Mm-hmm. Right. And it, it, it yeah. really does create that community, which is, which is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they're, I mean, they're amazing. They're like the yeah. experts in what they do. They're sure. all so talented and I learned so much from them. Yeah. Um, and then if, if needed or wanted, I mean, we do check-ins, we see things, um, you know, I think it's, it's a beautiful relationship. Yeah. So, and at the end of the day, like autonomy is like we said, yeah. you know, it's what everyone wants and needs in this world and then ask for the support or, you know, or just, if you don't know how to ask for the support, make sure that you're able to, you know, be aware of what's going on around you to like, just keep checking in and eventually yeah. Like, hey, like I'm actually needing help on this, you know? Oh, hundred so. percent. Yeah. It's funny how you, all the things you learned in your past, like impact you now, right? Mm-hmm. Which is cool. Yeah. So um, what's your future plan for uh, Ferguson's? Is there any expansion or are you going to open up any other locations? Like, do you have any plans for the future right now? Or Honestly, this is our first summer because yeah. our first summer was during COVID. And so, so the yard just count. like <laughs> turned into a jungle and it was super beautiful and yeah. Yeah. enjoyed those moments of that time um, and my newborn. But uh, yeah, just trying to get through this heat. It's, yeah. um, you know, it's hard to not feel like, gosh, I'm sucking at this right now, you yeah, know? Yeah, it's but, tough right now. Yeah. It's the heat and everyone's hurting and we're, you know, mostly outdoors, even though everything's indoors, you just have sure. to like be mostly outdoors. So I'm um, just trying to, you know, continuously find the energy to come up with new thoughts and ideas. Mm-hmm. I'm super grateful that we were doing so well earlier this year when a yeah. lot of people were still closed or not. Yeah. Um, when did you guys open back up? Whenever you could open. Yeah. Like, um, Was it, it May? Um, well, we were able to open even last year um because if we were an outdoor shopping center oh sure so we could we could be open but at 20 percent okay if i'm not mistaken i don't it's such a blur so whenever (laughs) whenever you could be open as an outdoor retail (laughs) we were opened uh and reshifted uh you know and some people were open or some people weren't for a little bit you know kind of we're very flexible with that for for the time being and then um yeah, so I, I'm grateful for the energy. Like, we had a really cool write-up with uh, Jeff Carter that was like, hey, if you go down to Ferguson's, like, the pandemic isn't even happening, but in yeah. a safe way. Yeah. Like, you know, everyone's wearing masks, everyone's social distancing, but, sure. like, the energy you feel there. Yeah. So I'm really grateful for that time because it really helped all the small businesses. Um, definitely now knowing where we are right now, mm-hmm. it'd be really hard to, like, have been really slow so, 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 so slow. And then this heat. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, so. yeah. It's tough. I mean, nobody wants to go outside right now. I know. <laughs> it's like blazing. But I'm super like we still get such a great foot traffic. And yeah. what's been beautiful about Ferguson's because we do track how many people come in and out and then whatever visible like bags or things that go out the door. So more than 50 percent of them walk out with something. Oh, good. So it's like a very intentional consumers that are coming down to shop to support, support. And do something. Do you so. see tourists coming down there at all? Or is it strictly? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Cool. Um, we've had right before the shutdown, we had a really awesome write up in the LA times. And I think how that works is then that goes out to, I think all of their other publications that they have, which Probably, is like yeah. in Chicago and Florida. And yep. like, we had some people showing up with their like newspaper of the bigger jig and taking a photo with it. I'm like, oh, this no is way, so really? wild. <laughs> yeah. So cool. And uh, yeah. so it was really cool. So that really helped. Um, we've been in a few in flight magazines as well. Yeah. Um, I mean, all, like I said, pre COVID and then obviously just social and then, we do come up as like local things to do and stuff like that. So, yeah. And I don't want to talk too much about this with Tony passing and stuff. Cause it's depressing. It, it, we were talking about at the office, like, so he impacted so many people here, you mm-hmm. know, like um, just downtown was not a good place to be. And, 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 
you know, I know you were close to them. Like, how did that impact the business and you? And like, it, it had to have been challenging um, to lose a good friend, you know? Um, yeah. You know, how did um, you manage the business through all that? Like, Still figuring it out every day. Yeah. You know, it's a, yeah. you definitely feel the loss. Yeah. So, I mean, he was a really impactful human and cared like so much. And yeah. so I think everyone's just trying to show up and do their best and honor yeah. him the best way we can with the resources that we have, um, you know, with Ferguson specifically, um, the beautiful thing is he's like, Hey, I'm just like a, your advisor board. Like yeah. if you we're going to do this, but I, you're at your own, but yeah, it's, do don't think that, or don't expect for me to like be doing it hand in hand with you, yeah. which is totally fine. Like I was super down for that. Like yeah. I was excited for it. And, um, you know, but I do miss him as my sounding board and like, yeah. you know, certain yeah. things I'm like, Oh my God. Cause he's just like, off the wall with ideas. Sometimes I'm like, I should not have asked you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm so overwhelmed <laughs> with what you just told me and what I should do or not do. And, you know, but yeah. I mean, it was, it was so, I definitely feel that. I think to be honest, I don't know if I've fully been able to process. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Let's not talk about yeah. that anymore. Yeah. It's depressing, but, it but it, he was, he was definitely a visionary and, for sure. you know, it impacted even, even for us that aren't downtown, like yeah. in the creative space, like, he just impacted everybody. You yeah. Know? And, and, I, and I think that's, what's beautiful is like the positive impact that he had with actually being with somebody and yeah. like having that physical or whatever, or just how that had impacted someone that had met somebody that met somebody and yeah. how that trickled down. Yeah. Um, he was not shy of giving time and himself to anyone. Yeah. You know, there'd be yeah. plenty of time. Someone on the plane that we were sitting next to was like now sitting at our fire oh, at yeah. residential. Like, oh, I met so-and-so on the plane. They're just a cool <laughs> person. I think they're going to stay for like a week. Do we have a crash pad available? I'm like, okay, yeah, let me look. And then <laughs> they become great friends of ours. And yeah. so it was just really cool. Like, you yeah. know, someone that didn't literally had no boundaries of judgment on yeah. anyone or anything really. And yeah. just really just open arms. Um, yeah. The impact just, like, he's made is never going away. I mean, yeah. it's, it's pretty amazing. I for mean, sure. I, I remember when I first moved here and then he, I don't know when he came in, but was it early 2000s? Was he? I think early. Yeah. yeah. And then and downtown was still kind of eh. And then yeah. he invested all that money and, and invested in businesses mm -hmm. and like help people like yourself. So it's just, it's, it's going to stick. It's like a, it's like a legend, downtown legend. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's been, I think going on nine years when he started DTP and like yeah. kind of buying assets and stuff. And, you know, there's a lot of things that like, there's still some, you know, negative energy around DTP and blah, blah, blah. And that's, you know, you can't please everyone, Sure, you know, but I think mean, there's a lot of things that could have been done better in the beginning or even better now. And that's yeah, just with anything and everything. Uh, sure. Um, and you know, I think that it's really cool. Cause like downtown was so amazing yeah. already. Uh, so to be able to have this person that I think over time, people really saw genuinely cared and was yeah. there for the long run and investing wanted to see it thrive and do well. So I think what was unique about him is it didn't feel like he was trying to make a profit and I'm sure he was right. Like yeah. anybody else, yeah. but it, but it felt like it was intentionally for the good mm -hmm. of the community. And, and like it was, everything was like kind of intentionally done, you yeah. know what I mean? Which is, which is unique. I think for, sure. for most people to, I think like so. That. I think, um, I mean, this is my own total personal relationship thought, you know, yeah. he came across money really young and really yeah. early. And you know, that whole, money doesn't bring you happiness. Yeah. And it was a life journey of figuring out happiness. And, you know, one of the things that I know truly made him happy yeah. was like creating moments and believing in people and making them happy. Yeah. So a lot of this, like, I mean, you know, he took like a $30,000 a year salary from Zappos as the CEO. Like yeah. clearly he could have taken a lot more, yeah. but for him it was like, all right, you know, I'll take this. And then, you know, even when he got bought out from Amazon, he distributed out his stock and like gave, 
bonuses to people. Like he didn't have to do really any of that. Yeah. So for him, yeah. it wasn't like he didn't need more money. Sure. You know, obviously everything that he was doing, there's an investment, yeah. you know, he sure. wants to, there was, there's that land assets in general were always yeah. going to evolve and grow, yeah. you know, so there's investments in other areas that, you know, aren't naive, but I mean, he was able to, you know, pick people like myself that, you know, maybe I today would be the first time that I'd get some type of opportunity to like build out a city block. Right. Yeah. And I was able to start doing that four years ago, yeah. let alone sit down eight years ago and be like, Hey, if you could do anything downtown, what would you do? Yeah. You know, that's an incredible so, opportunity though. I mean, not many people yeah. have built out blocks of city. No, before. for sure. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm lucky that it was presented, um, yeah. but I worked my ass off. Like oh, sure. I did not sleep. You're probably I, still working your ass off. I have all this great, <laughs> I am, you know, but I am super lucky over time, you know, have really great people around me. Yeah. Uh, the team, that has been a part of it or is a part of it now have contributed so much to the project along with the community yeah. of residents and businesses and just people coming to the space. Yeah. Um, so all, all of it, my only, I'm always like, it's only possible because of all the great people around me. Cause if yeah. not, it's just an idea, but sure. we have so many amazing and talented and passionate people here. It's in everything. Yeah, it makes so. a difference. Mm -hmm. So you moved here because of Zappos. Oh, yeah. Um, what, what are some things you like to do in Vegas? Like tell me about, you know, personal stuff, like any hiking, uh, right? you, got a baby, you got a baby, so you're <laughs> not very do. much hiking. I right? know it's like the last four years yeah. and like everything was Ferguson's yeah. now. Uh, <laughs> and so, but no, I love, actually, I love being outdoors. I love hiking. Yeah. Anytime I feel like super like, Oh, yeah. like this, yeah, just, I'm like, I got to go to the mountains real yeah. quick. Um, so I do love hiking. Um, I do like just being outdoors. Like I love going, like I went to shamefully, I went to Mount Zion quite a few times before I even hit Mount Charleston and Red Rock and all sure. that stuff. But yeah. I love like, I'll get a cabin at Red Rock or Mount Charleston, or, yeah. you know, we'll do like lunch at the lodge or do a quick hike. Um, it's pretty cool. Cause a lot of tourists don't, they think, Oh, you live in Vegas. Like they envision you like at the wind every night, you know? right? but there's so much around the city there really uh, to is. do. Um, and it's expanding. And what's kind of exciting, I think is all the real infrastructure. Like we have sports teams now and we've yeah. got like MGM sphere. It's not, it's not just casinos anymore. For There's sure. people like yourself building and creating, which is, which is awesome. Um, yeah. Plus it's a nice little hub. Cause you get like 45 minutes to LA, exactly. you know, Scottsdale, whatever. Yeah. So that's well, awesome. it was really cool. One year we all went up to Mount Charleston. Yes. And went skiing. Yeah. And then that same day, some people from our group went down and then did the day club at the pool. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So they'd skied all, all yeah. day long and then popped down and went. And so like, you know, at some level it's like, where else can you literally go and ski with snow and it'd be cold yep. and then be down in like the Valley where it's warm and by the pool, like, which is insane, so, right? Yeah. It's, yeah, it's yeah. pretty awesome. Sure. So where do you, where do you see the city going in the next, I don't know, five, 10 years? I, I mean, any ideas of like new innovations or like yeah. new things that you've heard of or cool stuff? That we I mean, I think you're right. Like having the sports teams yeah. is really huge. I think with the Raiders opening and then, you know, we saw what T-Mobile did with concerts and all kinds of other stuff um, there. Um, so I think that's really exciting. That creates like with the hockey team, like that oh, yeah. sense of huge. unity. Yeah. Like it was, I mean, it was a, a perfect time for them to launch to uh, right after the shooting. So it was yeah. something that really brought us all together during a really sad, tragic time. Yeah. Um, I personally really love going to the aviators game because yeah. my son just like loves it. Yeah. Around the berm. Yeah. His dad loves baseball. So it's yeah. like a cute thing for them to do together. Yeah. Uh, I need to go to the hockey game or the soccer games too. Cause I think that could be like another I haven't one. Been. I haven't, been, I haven't either. And I'm yeah. like kind of, it's like literally down the street for me. So it's on my list to do this. I'm hoping, I'm hoping UNLV makes a comeback with their football team because oh, yeah. now they're playing in Raider Stadium, which hopefully brings better recruits and stuff yeah. like that. So, yeah. yeah. Um, so there's that. And then, you know, the Arts District has been just 
blowing up right now, which is so awesome because I've always loved, loved, loved that area. So it's been really cool to see like all the shops and all the bars and all the restaurants and all the breweries and oh, just so many like, good places down there. Yeah. So yeah. That, I think that that whole area is going to keep growing. The Huntridge uh, mm -hmm. with Jay Dapper is about to go underway, which I'm super stoked. And also personally, I live literally five blocks behind it. Yeah. Um, and then it makes this really cool triad of like the Fremont arts district it's a nice little yeah it's eclectic mix right just keep making the yeah. moves and like really just and there's so many streets and areas that will always like keep evolving with that for more opportunity uh to develop stuff um and even just watching the strip transition a lot like it's like yeah. you know when i moved here it was a lot of clubs yeah it still is you know obviously yeah. gambling and all our stuff but i feel like a lot of the food has been over time continuously shifting sure. and growing and evolving um, and even just like the way that you can hang out, you know, I definitely love the local and like getting off the hit, the beaten paths, like sure. Gina with La Strega and like all oh, the other so areas. Many, so many well, good spots. A lot of chefs are leaving the strip and oh, like Sparrow and Wolf yep. and like, there's some such great restaurants mm -hmm. now. Yeah. Um, I love the food here. It's, I know. <laughs> I'm like, oh my, I'm like starving right now too. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. oh my gosh, spaghetti. My niece was eating spaghetti earlier on a photo. I'm like, I want spaghetti. <laughs> but so, yeah. uh, so I don't know. I just think, I think what's cool about Vegas is there really is so much opportunity. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously I do hope through this past year, you know, that we'll continue to grow things off the strip and tourism, yeah. you know, yeah. and really focus on continuously growing our local economy and our local retention and, and all of that. So if, you know, tourism stops, you know, we're not in a, in a space that we're, you know, oh, 100%. drastically affected. Um, so I just see that continuously growing and being stronger and stronger. Yeah. It feels like just, it's, it's just more of a, like a traditional city now, mm -hmm. you know, it's not as, concentrated on that. And obviously with, with co after COVID, like all the Californians are coming here yes. <laughs> in droves. And buying <laughs> and houses I, with money, with cash and like yeah. crazy over offer. I just insane. bought a house because it was, it's a funny story because I interviewed a real estate agent and I thought I was a genius because when MGM laid off 18,000, I started having PTSD of like 2008, right? Like, mm -hmm. oh my God, the shit's about to hit the fan. Yeah. And then the opposite happened. We sold our house, did well on it. Yeah. But then we're like, we're renting and I'm like, the prices keep going up. <laughs> right. Well, that's, I, I thought like there was some negative impact, yeah. you know, but no, yeah. no, I had so. the same thought early on. That's why we even started looking at houses like, Oh, maybe yeah. I'll find something. I don't know. I'm always like, we can rent it, blah, blah, blah. Sure. Mike, my boyfriend, he's like, oh, if we're going to buy a house, we're going to live in it. I was yeah. like, okay, that's fair. <laughs> like, yeah. We don't really can't really, you know, it could have been fun, but whatever. Yeah. And then we just started looking and it's like, oh my gosh, this is not crashing. This is just aggressive. Yeah. And we got in still pretty early on before it's like, I mean, now like we wouldn't be able to do. Yeah. What it's we, it's yeah. nuts. Yeah. It's, we just, yeah. we just bought a house. We're moving in a, in a month, but we overpaid for it. But then we, it appraised for even more money after like yeah. weeks later. It, yeah. It's just, it keeps it keeps growing. We'll see what happens, but yeah, I mean, I, I I'm not, yeah, uh, I don't have enough information or knowledge in this field, Me but, neither, but yeah. rumor has it that it won't be like the burst before. No, it's yeah. a, more people are buying because of the low interest rate, so it's an opportunity, yep. uh, to get more for less. Well, and know? I think people from California. My cousin moved from LA. It's mm -hmm. like she couldn't. She's married. She has a kid, or she had wanted to have a kid and uh, was married, and yeah. she was like, I can't buy a house out here. Yeah. So she moved out here and now they had a baby and, and uh, were able to afford it. But I think the days of like inexpensive homes, you know, are over, yeah. unfortunately. You know, it's, it's like, crazy. yeah, but yeah. I've, I've heard the same thing as like the bubble. It's not going to be like 08, yeah. knock on wood, yeah. right? But yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a wild time. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. 
But so where can everyone find you? Like, uh, is there anything that you wanted to let anyone know about or about Ferguson's or? Yeah. I mean, biggest thing is fergusonsdowntown.com. All right. Uh, that's our website, but we're most active on our Instagram where we talk about everything. Um, I did mention gather house. So the gather house is another Instagram and then Mark in the alley. Okay. Uh, but if you go to the Ferguson's Instagram, you'll find okay. the reconnection to all of those. Awesome. Um, and so, yeah, I, I just, you know, the biggest thing for me is just, I'm super passionate about, you know, the, my tenants, the community, when we do events with them, you know, my team, uh, the residents, just like the sustainability and growth for them. So yeah. if you can get downtown, yeah, come I love support, support local, the locals, yeah. you know, so we can keep doing what we're doing awesome. and, um, keep, uh, you know, letting our business owners, cause it's hard to have a business just in general. In general so, yeah, yeah. um, every little dollar penny, you know, matters, really yeah. matters. And it's like, yeah, I sold this today, you know? Yeah. So. Well, I think what you're doing is awesome. And, and congratulations. I know it's, it's been tough. You opened right, right before COVID of all times. I know, but, right? <laughs> but you're doing it. You, yeah, you yeah know, we're here. It's all we're about doing the it. hustle. So. For sure. But I appreciate you coming down. Thank Thanks. you so much. Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate right. it. Thanks, Jen.